Hi, everyone, and welcome to the May 7th, 2021 episode of Automotive News Canada Conversations. I'm your host, Greg Layson, the digital and mobile editor here at Automotive News Canada. Well, that escalated quickly. General Motors Canada now says it will have pickups rolling off the assembly line in Oshawa, Ontario, sometime during the fourth quarter of this year, ahead of the initial 2022 restart of the plant that the automaker shuttered back in December 2019. So how did this happen, and why? Some of the story is quite remarkable, as the automaker overcame plenty of COVID-19 obstacles. We'll hear all about it when I speak with GM Canada President Mr. Scott Bell on this episode of Automotive News Canada Conversations. Okay, Scott. Well, thanks for taking my call, first of all. I appreciate that. I'm curious, just tell me the new or accelerated plan for GM Oshawa, because we found out today that um, it's sort of accelerated and trucks will be rolling off the line a little sooner than expected. Yeah, no, this is uh, this is great news. I mean, we were pretty aggressive with the timeline when we made the announcement uh, back in November. Uh, as we've talked in the past, the the demand for our our new pickups has has been outstanding. Uh, the receptiveness in the marketplace outstanding for both Chevy and GMC, and and uh, you know you you understand the the situation that's out there right now. The day supply is pretty low across Canada and 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 the U.S. And uh, you know anything we could do to to get this product up and running sooner than later is has always been. Uh, on our mind. So uh, we've been working diligently to try to find a way to do that. And uh, despite all the challenges we have with COVID and getting people across the border, getting equipment uh, into the plant, uh, we we feel pretty confident that this team in Oshawa is going to be able to find a way to get us up and running. And it will be the fastest um, transformation of a plant we've ever done. Um, so we're, we're pretty excited uh, and would expect that if that was to happen, it would happen from those uh, here in Canada that have done some amazing things in the past. So, uh, so that's really what's driving the momentum here. So, so I have to ask, you know, GM Canada says it'll start assembling trucks in, in the fourth quarter. Now the fourth quarter could mean October 1st or December 31st. Do you have a ballpark day or month or week that you will start, assembling trucks um because there'll be some people who say well it's not that big a deal or not that fast if it's say december 16th and you were supposed to start in january i'm just wondering if you could ballpark us uh a start date yeah no i i think uh you know normally these things um would take us about a year or six months to a year longer than what we think this will take us now we we have been talking about a fourth quarter here i, I don't want to jinx the team and and put a definitive date on it. Um, our our intent is to try to be as early in that fourth quarter as we can, but we'll have challenges certainly ahead of us, that some that we're aware of, some that we might not be. But uh, this would be significant um, in our minds uh, versus a, a Q1 of, of next year. So um, a month would make a big difference to us, but four or five, six months earlier would, would be huge. So we're um, we don't have a definitive date yet, but uh, we're working working hard to make it as early in Q4 as we possibly can. Is this a situation where GM Canada sat back and looked and said, geez, we're ahead of schedule? Or is this a situation where the microchip shortage happened, uh, COVID shutdowns happened last year, and GM Canada and GM um, 
in general, sat back and said, we have to accelerate this program. I'm just wondering if it was one or the other, that your pace continued and it just happened to be ahead of schedule, or you encouraged the team to work more quickly to get ahead of schedule because of all these factors. Yeah, I, I, I guess maybe a little bit of both. I, I would say, you know, this this team in Oshawa, right, if you remember long before we made the announcement that we are going to do trucks here, we did masks. Yep. And, and the team rolled up their sleeves uh, in weeks' time, converted an entire portion of this plant to mask building, brought in tools, equipment, uh, trained employees. We used our uniform partners, obviously, to help us get that up and running. And, and, and you know, in less than a month, we were making a million masks a month, and, and we just completed that, that obligation to the government here just on April 8th. But so, so we felt very confident that, you know, the team's got the capability, certainly has demonstrated that, and we applied the same ingenuity that we had there and speed to, to this project. Uh, I would say we've been, we've been pleased with how fast we've been able to go, uh, and the team is moving at extraordinary speed under the old timeline. Uh, but then you kick in a, a, a COVID kind of still with us, the demand stronger than ever, uh, and and a, uh, a microchip, uh, you know, problem that's affecting the whole industry. And, and it just became, you know, uh, an opportunity to say the best thing that we could do is to try to get this plan up and running uh, as soon as we possibly could. And is there anything we could do to push harder? Uh, and that's what the team's been been looking for here. What sort of message does it send back to Detroit about the work and the things that Canadians can accomplish on the assembly line and retooling factories uh, and, and getting things up and running in a short time frame? Because even in Cami at Ingersoll, um, you know, that's a quick push to get those vans off the line there as well. So I'm just wondering what the reception has been like in Detroit. If they look at Canada and say, wow, they can really get things done quickly. It's, it's been, it's been awesome and amazing. Right. So I, I, we, we had faith in this team all along and I would say Detroit did as well. Uh, but if uh, there was ever a question, this solidifies, you know, what, what our Canadian operation is capable of doing. And you mentioned that Cami is, is under as much pressure, if not more as the demand for that product and that being an all different new kind of a vehicle, um, lots of activity uh, in that. But I, this is, and, and this does not happen without the great support and help of our experts in Detroit. And quite frankly, COVID has, has challenged that. Normally those folks would come across the border and, and set up shop here and help us, you know, on a, on a daily basis. But the teams have all found, have to, had to find ways to do that virtually. We're building uh, replicas of, of the plant and the body shop in, in Detroit and shipping parts across the border and reassembling them here. So there's a lot of uh, activity here that's all new uh, to this group, but I would say a combination of, of, our, of our experts in Detroit as well as, um, you know, the folks on the ground here in Oshawa uh, are really coming together to make this happen. You had mentioned your partnerships with Unifor and, and the governments, both provincial and federal, in this as, as helping get it done. What is the government's financial commitment to this retooling as it stands right now? Yeah, so so we I think we had this conversation a while back. You know, when we made the announcement back in November, uh, you know, we 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 said that we would be working together with the government uh, to to work to some kind of an agreement. There, we have nothing to announce, but I would say the vision 
for us has been very well aligned at both the federal and the provincial level that, you know, anything that we can do to get this plan up and running sooner than later uh, and to find ways to put flexibility in it to give it uh, the opportunity to chase wherever the market is going in the, in the truck business uh, is has been the focus, and 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 that alone um, has gotten us to a point. Uh, you know, by doing that for the government, certainly for Ontario and for Canada, these seventeen hundred jobs, you know, at the plant, as well as thousands of jobs that will be adjacent to it. Uh, you know, that into the economy sooner than later is is a great great thing for for Canadians, and. Uh, to get us the product we need to put some product back on dealers' lots and take advantage of this just hot market um, in both Canada and in the U.S. Uh, is a benefit to us. So I, I would tell you, uh, you know, we are talking every day, and 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 they are they want to help us get there faster, and and we're kind of there's there's really nothing to announce as I said earlier, but we've got we've got a good good understanding of what we want to do. And, and I'm confident we'll find our way uh, to an agreement at some point. And now you open the store and I have to go through it. You said you chase the market wherever it goes. Um, we know some competitors are electrifying pickup trucks. Will we ever see an electric pickup truck built in Oshawa? Yeah. So I, you know, we're the, the truck space is, is hot right now. And, and the demand is obviously in, what we refer to as ICE, the internal combustion engine part of that, and our new our new trucks are are leading the charge there, number one in Canada the first quarter of this year. So we're feeling really good about of that, and the demand is there. Now, in, in fairness to truck buyers, they have not experienced an electric truck yet. So I think the the idea of what can electric trucks bring to the marketplace is is yet to be really tapped by a consumer. Uh, but we've got some great opportunities to get a feel for that with the first super truck here by the end of the year. We'll, we'll be producing it with a Hummer um, SUT, uh, and that will come to Canada next year as a vehicle for sale. And then uh, we made the announcement on the Chevrolet Silverado, uh, you know, which will be a, a bigger volume, kind of more mainstream commercial capability uh, truck. And, and I think that will start to demonstrate to the world what, what trucks can do in the electric space. And, and, and like you said, as, as this goes on, I mean, we're not going to convert overnight. We need the revenue from the trucks that we make and sell today to, to fuel this transition. Uh, we feel very strongly that Canada is playing a significant role in, in this truck transition with our, you know, first ever commercial electric van coming out of Ingersoll. So we like where we're positioned and and certainly uh, think the, the market will be very receptive to these vehicles once they get into mainstream. And our intent eventually is to convert our portfolio, uh, but but that isn't going to happen overnight. So uh, right now, we need what we need in Oshawa, and we need it fast. You're hiring about 1,700 hourly employees and, and more in management, um, you know, sort of shift management and, and things like that. How many of those hourly jobs are completely new hires and how many of those are callbacks that are currently uh, laid off uh, uniform members uh, laid off from um, the shutdown back in 2019 or are these all new jobs? Yeah, they're, there's, they're heavily new jobs. I know that the, the folks that we had, for example, doing the mask operation, uh, those folks, you know, are um, 
uh, employees that will switch over to the new Oshawa uh, plant here. That was 60 people that were working in the mask. Um, I, I think there's a few hundred, if I'm not mistaken, uh, that we're going to hang around and, and, and wait to be called back if something were ever to happen. Um, but for the most part, these are all new jobs and certainly uh, what will you know be the adjacent jobs for kind of local suppliers and those will be new as well. So lots of new opportunities and great paying jobs. And if you could you know, put a plug in for us. We are looking for talent, right? So uh, uh, management positions, skilled trade positions, production positions, these are all uh, great opportunities for those in the Oshawa area. And, and we're, we're certainly looking to get them sooner than later now that we've accelerated the, the build. I just want to ask one quick question, sort of broadly speaking, about inventory in Canada. We know the microchip shortage has stalled production of the Equinox, for example, in in Ingersoll, and we know that it's shut down in Mexico, and there's plants in in the United States that have been shut down. What is the inventory situation like for General Motors in Canada, and where do you see it um, sort of ending up at the end of 2021 do we get out of this sort of rut or is this a longer term you know into 2022 problem yeah i think uh we've been you know we've been pretty creative in in our way of addressing this this issue and and hats off to our you know supply chain and purchasing folks uh really our our engineering teams have had to step in and come up with creative solutions our our sales and marketing teams have played a significant role this has been a kind of all in effort from the entire company and, and we're doing everything we can to really maximize the production we can, you know, get out is, is in that high demand kind of high profit um, opportunity. And that certainly is uh, mostly in our big full size, our full size trucks and SUVs. uh, But we are building other things as well. So, uh, you know, this, this challenge is going to get, a little bit more difficult, I, I think, before it gets better. And uh, Q2 will, will be uh, a little more challenging than Q1 for sure. And then uh, we start to see the second half of the year, you know, getting back to, um, uh, I wouldn't say we'll get all the way back to normal, but we're going to get, you know, start working our way back. Let's say that at this point. Are dealers concerned? Have they reached out to you? I'm just wondering what they're saying. Yeah, I think I think they are. I think they're they're rightfully so they're they're appreciative of the transparency we've made a extraordinary effort to keep our our dealer communication team you know our dct we call it here in canada uh we meet with them on about twice a month it seems like lately whenever we need to to uh we just went coast to coast and did virtual all dealer meetings uh just last week to to give them everything that we know uh it's not it's it's very unsettling for a dealer to be you know, sitting on lots that are that are fairly empty. Uh, to their credit, they're selling everything that we build for them. They're getting better at selling things in system. Uh, so when things land, they immediately turn. The amount of sales that we're doing with the kind of inventories that we have, I don't think any of us would have thought possible a year or so ago. Uh, but COVID and now this challenge, I think, has just gotten us to be able to run our businesses more efficiently. So profitability has been good in, in the dealer's uh, world, but uh, uh, they they are fearful for where this will go in the short term. And we're trying to give them the confidence that we got teams working to make it as good as we can here in the near term. And, and, and there is some light at the end of the tunnel here. So 
you know, bear with us. Scott, I appreciate this. Thanks so much. Yeah, no, it was it was great. We reached Scott in the greater Toronto area. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, have a suggestion, or simply want to comment, email me at glason at autonews.com. And remember, you can listen to all our previous podcasts on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play, or on our website, automotivenews.ca. Just click the Canada Conversations tab at the top of the homepage. That does it for this episode of Automotive News Canada Conversations. We hope you'll join us next time. So long, everybody.